0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Berean Post um, devotional podcast. Uh, For those of you that have been following along, you know that we've been going through the book of 1 Corinthians, and we are in chapter 5. We're going to be taking a look at verses 6 to 9 today, and as is my custom, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into the text. Paul says, your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore... Purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So, uh, just to summarize what we want to... But you know what what we've been studying up until now we know that there was <clears throat> sin in the church and the problem was that um in, instead of rebuking this abomination they they received it so in first corinthians uh, 5 1 to 12 the problem of sexual sexual immorality within the corinthian church is evident paul writes it's actually reported that there's sexual immorality among you and that such sexual immorality is not even named among the gentiles That a man has his father's wife and you're puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from you The passage reveals that the man in the Corinthian church was involved in an incestuous relationship with his father's wife the situation was so severe that the gentiles the non-believers that this kind of behavior was considered even among them highly inappropriate. So in 1 Corinthians 5, um, verses two to five, Paul continues, and you are puffed up and not have, uh, uh, and you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this thing might be taken away from among you. So Paul rebukes the church in their pride and lack of action in dealing with the sin in their community. As you read in 1 Corinthians 5, 6.8, Six eight. Paul says, your glorying is not good. Do you know that a little leaven leavens a whole lump? So once again, we get the impression that not only did they not address the problem of this immorality, they seemed to glory and even revel in it. Paul knew that this was not right or godly, and he instructs them to take strong disciplinary action by removing the man in the immoral relationship from their midst. And as we mentioned in our past post the purpose of this discipline is not to condemn the individual but to bring about repentance and ultimately save this man's soul the apostle goes on and uses the metaphor of leaven to illustrate the danger of tolerating sin within the church just as a bit of leaven can permeate and affect the entire uh, the entire lump of dough so sin can spread and corrupt the entire church community so he urges them to cleanse out the old leaven of malice and wickedness and live in sincerity and truth considering Christ's sacrifice for them. But why would the church glory in this sin? The specific reason why the church in Corinth may have been puffed up or gloried in the sin of the man involved in an incestuous incestuous relationship with his wife is not really explicitly clear or mentioned in the text. However, (coughs) we can make some educated speculations based on what we know about the context and the dynamics of the early church. So. One possible reason for the church's behavior could be their misunderstanding or the misapplication of Christian love and acceptance. They, they may have misinterpreted the concept of grace, thinking that it meant that they should be tolerant and accepting of all people, regardless of their behavior. In doing so, they may have overlooked the, the severity of the sin and failed to address it properly. Or, another factor could be um, an effect of church discipline. So perhaps leadership was hesitant to confront and address the sin because they feared causing division or alienating the individual involved and the individual supporters within the congregation. Confronting sin and implementing church discipline can be very difficult and even uncomfortable and some leaders may have chosen to avoid this confrontation altogether. We also know that the city of Corinth was known for its cosmopolitan and morally lax environment for lack of better words. The Corinthian culture may have influenced the church members to be more permissive towards sexual immorality. They could have rationalized the behavior by saying that it was commonplace in their city or by adopting kind of a relativistic relativistic view of morality. Or perhaps the Corinthian church may have misunderstood the concept of Christian freedom. They may have believed that being free in Christ meant they were no longer bound by moral laws and standards leading them to neglect the need for holiness and purity within the church. It's quite possible that the man involved in the sin had close relationships with the church, including influential leaders within the church, which could have caused hesitation in addressing the matter. People might have been hesitant to confront or discipline someone they knew personally, fearing backlash or strained relationships. We call this church politics. Regardless, there's things that we can learn from The mistakes that are being made here. So let's learn about the mistakes um, from the early church in Corinthians and the Bible's teachings. They had a problem tolerating and celebrating sin, which is dangerous for any church community. And though their time may differ from ours, we can still find valuable lessons for today. We should be careful not to misunderstand Christian love and acceptance. While God's grace is for everyone, it doesn't mean we should accept sin without consequence. Love and accountability go hand in hand, and we must take sin seriously, dealing with it kindly and truthfully. Church discipline is crucial for keeping our church healthy and holy. We shouldn't avoid confronting sin or applying discipline because it might cause disagreements. Ignoring unrepented sin can spread and harm our church's spiritual well being. As followers of Christ, we need to stand firm in God's word and be a positive influence in the world with, in a world with lax morals we shouldn't let cultural influences shape our beliefs or weaken our commitment to righteousness freedom in christ doesn't mean we can do whatever we want without considering moral responsibility we should avoid misunderstanding christian freedom and remember that being a christian calls for us to live with holiness and with righteousness When there is sin in our church, we must act with integrity and love, even if it involves people we know. True love cares for everyone involved, including the one caught in sin, and we can learn from the early church's experience and aim for a church marked by genuine love, unchanging truth and brave discipline. By staying connected to God's word and praying, we can face the challenges of our time while staying faithful to our callings as followers of Christ.